Channel 62 has the lowest ratings in the history of television. What they need is a new station manager. No, not him. Forget it. No way. A man of action. <laughs> a man of courage. A man of vision. What's your name? Billy. Billy what? What they get is a man so desperate, he'll put anyone on the air. Hey, Stanley. Yeah, George? How would you like your own TV show? OK. You get the drink from the fire hose. OK, you ready? Yeah! Open wide. George Newman, he starts where the others stop. We're the number one station in town. Orion Pictures presents Weird Al Yankovic in UHF, the movie. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And today we are taking a look at the, I guess it would be a cult classic. It is. Uh, uh, it's just a classic. Just a general <laughs> classic. If it was a general classic, you would have seen it by now. That's we true. Want to, we want to be doing this for the podcast. We're, we're taking That's a look true. at 1989's UHF, starring the one and only Weird Al Yankovic. Which this movie uh, came out at like the worst time for it. For what? Did it? For this movie. It came out at the worst time. The, 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 the other films that this thing was up against in the box office i truly think that's why what happened to this film happened to it no what happened to this film <laughs> well like how it didn't get the attention that it really deserved because because this movie came out the same summer as batman and a few well, yeah. other like huge blockbuster films and i feel like this film got swept under the rug i think that's why this thing is like cult classic status because after watching the movie and then diving into it like there's a lot of people who are like yeah i love this movie after they've seen it i think weird al himself is just a cult classic so like him in the pre-internet era that's just his career like there's a few people that know about it and the ones who do are like diehard fans, but then everyone else is like, weird who now? Like what? Like, it, I think like he's become a little bit more popular. See, mm-hmm. I'm, see, I'm going to differ from that. And I think that's because of the age difference between us. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not that big, this is where I feel like it gets big. Weird Al in the late 80s, early 90s was huge. He was a star. If you ran into somebody who didn't know who Weird Al was, they just weren't into popular music. Like, that's the only <laughs> way that they didn't know who he was. He didn't release a lot of records after like the mid 90s as much records and and as often as he did during the 80s and 90s and especially with Mm -hmm. radio play and it and it also hurt him that amish paradise got so much hate from the hip-hop community because of coolio and that's why i feel like the younger millennial age group and below that it's like it's just like you said like weird who like that's Mm -hmm. true for like the younger ages right now but Weird Al was huge. And I really feel like this as a comedy would have hit like airplane status if it didn't have the other movies that it was going up against. I mean, just coming out the same wow. year as ba- Tim Burton's Batman, like yeah. if you come out in those four months. It came months, out the same summer. I guess like, <laughs> it's not good. It's like coming out against Endgame. Like if that yeah. was the yeah. only blockbuster. And so like, th- th- that's why like weird Al in, like I said before the eighties and nineties, like he was huge. Like he was almost an A-list star to, wow. to, to be perfectly honest. Um, it, it, it's, it, it's this new internet age where he, like he's come since, since I was in high school, he's come out with what? Two albums, maybe three. No, he's come out. When were you in high school? Four or five. I graduated in 05. Supposed to graduate 04, but it was 05. I think he came out with three. He came out with, since then, I mean, you were in college for Poodle Hat. Then it was straight out of Linwood. And then Mandatory, and then Alpocalypse and Mandatory Fun. Yeah. So four. Yeah, so four. That would be four, yeah. But with the way that the internet is, and with the way humor is, and the way his type of humor is, it fit for the 80s and 90s. And like... And like I said, like if you weren't into popular music, like if somebody didn't know who 
Nirvana was or know who Michael Jackson was. They wouldn't know who Weird Al was. But if they knew who Michael Jackson was and they knew who uh, and they've heard of Nirvana, they would know who Weird Al is like that. That that was the height of, of him. And he's gone down significantly since. Yeah, he he's on a bit of an uptick since he uh, did the Pharrell Williams song, though. Yeah. Um, like since like that, like that string of video releases he did, like really got him back in the public eye. And I loved it. Yeah, he, he did. Like, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> he did like one video a week for that album. And it was crazy. That's right. He, he had a bunch of collaborators. Remember, like Eric Stone Street was in that video. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he and he'll like like the Lonely Island will put him in their movie. Like they, they he, he's showing uh-huh. up on a lot of stuff. Like he's a talking head on a, like some of the like pop culture reflection shows like on VH1, like in the early. 2000s. Oh, that's cool. He would show up. Um, he's got a star in the Walk of Fame. He's had it for a year. Yeah, he does. So have you have you been there? Of course I have. Absolutely. I saw him post something about it being a year since he got it and how disappointed he was. No one took a pickaxe to it yet. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, we're going to take a break from talking about Weird Al's career uh, and talk about the movie. (laughs) So this movie came out in summer 1989. So it's 30 years old. Um, Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Stars Weird Al Yankovic, Victoria Jackson, and Kevin McCarthy and what's the other guy's name? Oh, Fran Drescher. And oh, why am I blanking on his name? David Bowie? No, Kramer. Kramer. <laughs> the guy from Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Michael Richards. There it is. Oh, yeah. It's funny because I'm looking at the IMDb for this and like he's hiding half of his face. Like he's ashamed of what he did, even in his IMDb Aww. picture. <laughs> Kramer. Um. Yeah, so this movie is pretty much Weird Al inherits a UHF broadcast station, which is pretty much what YouTube was in the eighties. Like UHF is that what UHF is? Pretty much. Because I like, don't know. It's public access for the most part. Oh, okay. It's like not affiliated news uh, TV station. It's pretty much what uh, uh, what Wayne's World was kind of like. Like they would have been on UHF. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot it's of sense. The, it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. I had seen this movie before, probably on like VH1 back when they were like back when Weird Al had an album coming out, probably, <laughs> probably around Poodle Hat. Um, yeah, it sounds about right. So I had seen this before on VH1 and then I think I caught it on HBO when it was, wasn't like edited for time. Yeah. Um, so I've seen it. I've seen it here and there since then. And then when we started doing the podcast, I brought it up to Ryan and he had never seen it. So, and I'm surprised <laughs> because yeah. you actually have a weird Al story, which we'll get into. Yeah. And then Asked. when Devin joined the show, like you and I have several weird Al stories. <laughs> oh one, yeah, we do. One involves our wedding, my wedding. So <laughs> <laughs> um, out of everyone I know, you two yeah. are the biggest weird Al fans that I, I, I connect with you guys on that. <laughs> you, neither yes. of you had seen this movie so i'm very excited to hear what you guys if thought. it make if it makes you feel better i've actually seen this movie no oh, you have i have i think i own the dvd oh really then why did you think you had it i i don't know but i think i forgot that i watched it but i watched it and went oh my god spatula city I remember spa- holy shit I've watched this movie before. <laughs> it was Spatula City that jerked his it memory. Was, Spatula City's what got me. It is. And is oh and, and Kramer doing doing this thing. I am like beating my chest in the weird way that he did a couple times. I was like, Yep, I've seen this. This is a you have to watch this podcast first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like I was like so the, I don't know, I like I remembered buying it as I was watching the movie, and then I dug through my DVDs and I found it. So I own it. Did you, so you bought it twice? I bought it. No, it was free on like Amazon Prime. Okay. Yeah. So I watched it there. But like I like forgot I owned the DVD until I like refound it. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. I'm glad one of us hasn't seen this movie. So this isn't a complete live an episode. Yeah. <laughs> until Ryan turns and says, actually, I remember. <laughs> Actually, I wrote the movie. <laughs> I wish. I, guys, I have something to tell you. I'm Weird Al Yankovic. He just pulls off his face. It's like Mission Impossible. Just curly hair all he over the He kicks his leg up over his head. Because he can. And pulls out an accordion. That man is limber and talented. He is. Um, 
and I just start going through all of the number one hits from the past year in a polka style. <laughs> <laughs> Billie Eilish in a polka. Oh, I can't wait for Weird Ooh. Al to get a hold of one of her songs. I really he can't. Better. And it, it, because the thing is, I see so things. I have her album. Yeah. I like her stuff, and I just can't wait for Weird Al to just get to like bad guy. Like I really want uh, uh like or it's yeah, just it's bad just guy, yeah. It's just him doing. I'm a bad guy. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's gonna be yeah, about, that's about right. Knowing him, it's it, it's got to be about like food, TV, or like bodily functions. Like, and I really well, think bad guy should be bodily functions. It should be food. Okay, food no, no, no. that makes you feel bad. No. Yes. Star Wars is coming out in December. It's going to be a Kylo Ren song. Oh, that would be oh, great. You could do another one. That would yep, be great. Be um, a third one. End of the trilogy. Wait, he did a second one? Yoda. Oh, he did do Yoda. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was on the Running with Scissors album, right? Uh, yeah. Saga Begins was. Yoda was in on Weird Al in 3D. Yes, it was. I know a lot about Weird Al that I did not know. <laughs> oh, wait till we start to talk about his life. I can tell you, uh, I, I know a dumb fact about his life that came up in this movie. Yeah. So, Ryan, as a Weird Al fan, how have you not seen this? I just, I had no idea about this movie until I was watching like a, um, a VH1 thing when I was in college. Okay. And it wasn't until like 2007, 2008 that I realized that Weird Al ha- even had a movie. All right. And I was like, oh, I need to watch this at some point. And I just never got around to it because at that point, like Netflix wasn't really a thing. Like if you were good, you could. And I was never somebody to go to Pirates Bay. Like I was never somebody to pirate stuff off the Internet because I was too afraid of getting viruses. So I never really had the opportunity. Plus, at that point, the Blockbuster and 48 hour video in town had closed. So like I didn't really have the opportunity to watch it. And it just kind of like fell in the back of my mind. It was like, well, I'll pick this up whenever I have the whenever I have the opportunity to watch it, I'll watch it because I know what the title is. And I also know what the cover looks like. So this, so, so this when is, I see it, this is your white whale pretty much. Okay. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, like I said, I'm, I'm a huge weird owl fan and it, this movie, like within the first five minutes, I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> this is basically just like one of his albums. This is pretty much just like a weird owl album, just put in movie form. And yeah, granted, like the music yeah. really was, it's like his own personal music was in the background and mm-hmm. it was just the gags, the gimmicks was on the same level of his jokes and his songs. And so that's when I was like, oh, this is just like one of his albums. This is yeah. perfect. It's a parody yeah. movie. Like it's kind of like Airplane. It's kind of like the Naked Gun movies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, Ryan, I know the Weird Al story. Yeah. That you have. Uh, I don't think Devin does. Can, no. Can you tell him a quick version of it? I think I can summarize it. Yeah. So, Devin, you know yeah. that I, uh, when I was younger, I dealt with a lot of health issues. Yes, I knew that when I was a kid and uh, when I was in, I believe it was fifth grade. So like 95, like 94, 95, um, I had my one like major surgery. So I was out for like four months of school. Holy May- cow. Maybe five. And I, I, I've been a long time, <laughs> but um, <sighs> uh, halfway through recovery, my dad was going to uh, uh, surprise me with getting tickets to go see weird Al when he came Aww. through like the uh when he came through the Bethlehem, uh, Bethlehem Allentown area and we got special uh handicap seats cuz I was in a wheelchair at that point and we were wow. going to go and then like 2 days before the concert I had a health issue I had a complication oh. from the surgery came up and I had to go back to Philly so I couldn't go. So my dad went to the ticket office at the actual theater where he was going to be and it was like, I need to return these. Can I get my money back? And my dad kind of told them why. And so he sure. said, hang on a second. And he went, the guy who was working the desk went back. And it turned out that the guy that was working the desk was actually the theater manager because he was oh, wow. covering for the guy who was going on his break. And when he came back, he said, well, how about if he talked to this guy and out walked Weird Al's tour manager? Whoa. And my dad explained to him what had happened and why I had to return the tickets. So two to three days after the concert, so about a week, I get a package mm-hmm. in the mail of 
assigned uh, all about the Benjamins or all about the Pentiums uh, T-shirt of Weird Al signed that said get well on it. And he also gave me uh, two VHS tapes, one of like his all time greatest music videos and then Mm -hmm. another one of the recording of the concert because they had done one of those things where like they film like the first concert and then they sell it. it wow. So I got it. Uh, so I, I got a signed shirt by him. I got a signed like VHS cover of like his like best music videos. And then mm-hmm. I got a signed cover of, of the VHS of the first concert of the tour. So I got to see Wow. It. So that was just, I was a huge Weird Al fan to begin with. And then as like a fifth grader having that happen, like I love Weird Al. That's amazing. (laughs) And that makes me love that man even more. And he's one of those people that you like secretly suspect is exactly as awesome as you want him to be. And I mean, I think your story confirmed it. Like, holy shit. Yeah. There's not even a, like, even when he upsets people in the music industry, like he like comes out and apologizes that there's no shitty weird owl stories. Like they're all no. like him being real down to earth, nice guy. And he does it right away too. Is just like the issue with Amish paradise between gangsters paradise mm-hmm. and Coolio because Coolio came right out and said that it was disrespectful. Like, I don't know why he did this. And then weird owl came out like the very next day and said, look, my manager talked to his, I thought everything was okay. If I knew that he didn't want to do this, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Like he yeah. like like he came right out and said if I knew that Coolio didn't like this idea, I would not have done it. And and <laughs> there have been times where people have told him no and he doesn't do it. Like he's respectful of other people's art like yeah. of their music. And well, I mean I heard he, that legally he doesn't even have to do that. It's just a courtesy because he changes yeah. enough of the song that it's considered a unique work, but like yeah. he'll just only do that as a courtesy. Yeah. Which like good guy weird out, man. <laughs> yeah, and like Eminem didn't want him doing, uh, like said he could do a parody of "Lose Yourself," but he didn't want a video done. So, oh, so he just did the song and never did a video for it. Lady Gaga was the same way with "Born This Way," like she didn't want a music video done for it. Then she heard the songs that she's like, "Okay, yeah, you can make a music video." So I love it, which is what a lot of artists actually end up doing because they hear the <clears throat> song and they're like, "Wow, this is actually kind of funny," and then they just let them go, "Yeah, fine, whatever." I saw I saw an interview clip of Weird Al on Howard Stern talking about when he did Smells Like Nirvana. Yeah. And how Ah. they got like the same actors as extras. They used the same sets. And like Kurt Cobain thought it was like an honor. Like they he felt Nirvana had made it once Weird Al did a parody. Yeah, and 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 really that's how the music industry was for about a good seven to eight years that people it was a stamp it was like it was like yeah okay great you know I your first song on the radio and then you go like your first music video and then you go like your first like top 100 song and then yeah. it's you got parodied by weird owl like that's like the pinnacle that's like that's how it. it was for like eight yeah. years i feel like it's it still would be like mine. that the, it, i feel yeah. like there are still artists out there who honor it oh like, yeah wear it as a badge of honor um so before we get into more of the movie Real quick, favorite Weird Al songs. Go. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, All right. I, That's your horoscope from the Running With Scissors album. Okay. Um, Good one. Not even a parody. Good for you. Yeah, don't download this song. I don't think that one's a parody either. It's not. That's an original. And then ah, the saga begins. I got to. There's a top three. Okay. Brian? That's really difficult. Just just one. <laughs> or an album. If you want to pick Rocky an Road. Okay. Uh, it's a good one. Rocky Road. Uh tinfoil? Yes. Okay. Tin uh I'm just gonna go with fat. I'm just gonna go. Uh, you know oh, he's he's so not performing I, that one anymore. Hmm? He's not performing that one I'm anymore. I'm not surprised. Isn't he? No, because of the whole Michael Jackson thing. Um, I don't know if you knew this. But <laughs> Michael Jackson may or may not have been an ass. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's Everything what, I'd heard was wonderful. Yeah. Um what were you saying, Devin? I remembered a song I forgot that I loved. It's Albuquerque. Um, as you oh, know, that's we're my... gonna get we're gonna get to Albuquerque. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. We'll get to Albuquerque. Um, that's actually one of mine. Uh, I'm gonna. Yes. Um, I like that one. I like phony calls. 
Oh man, it's a good one. Uh, you get get me with the Simpsons reference right in the middle, like that's yeah. And honestly, I think the clip that they pull from that is from the episode of The Simpsons that aired on my birthday, like the day I was. Oh, um, it's a personal connection. Yeah, and I'm trying to think of one that you guys didn't say yet. Bohemian polka. Oh, that's a good one. All of his polkas are great. Yeah. The, the, the problem with me is that like my, my my parents got all the albums as they came out. But then on top of that, because we did a lot of traveling, because I have family all over the country, um, we they, they would also get like his like uh, uh, compilation albums. So like yeah. all of his TV yeah. related songs and then all of his food related songs. Yeah. So I had, the food, I had the yeah. food album. So like to me, like it's really hard to name what songs came off what album because I because like my parents had bought basically had had like bought playlists of Weird Al songs that had nothing to do with the order of the album or anything. So like like just to me, the songs just run all together. You see, kids, back yeah. in the day before Spotify, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, Let's take a break from talking about Weird Al again. And let's talk about the movie. <laughs> so, We're just going to go back to it. We love him yeah, so much. Yeah, this is just the Weird Al episode. But no, we got yep. we got some movie stuff to talk about. So what was your guys' favorite bit in this movie? This movie isn't really like a through story. Like there is a story there, but this is just a bunch of sketches thrown together pretty much. I think that's fair to say, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the story is loosely connecting all of the bits, basically. Yeah. So, Ryan, what's your favorite? I really want to say the music video that's right in the middle of the movie because that's one of my favorite music videos. Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but I'm going to stay away from that because it's music related. And no, that's no, an no, actual, no, 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 no. It's in the movie. Like it's we're, in, it, we're, it's in the we're movie. a movie podcast. We need to talk about the movie. But my favorite like part that has nothing to do with like his music um, has to be when uh kramer is kidnapped and he sees his mop <laughs> and yeah. he flips yes. out <laughs> but that and the uh they're so stupid thing with the karate students flying through the second story windows and onto the sidewalk <laughs> yeah <laughs> um Devin, what's yours there are so many good little parts that i like we're like I love the Indiana Jones thing in the beginning where he like carefully weighs a bag of sand and then throws it over his shoulder and grabs the idol. Like just it's it's a lot of dumb stuff, like not dumb stuff, but stuff like that I love. Oh, it's dumb humor. No, it's like, dumb. It's, it's dumb. <laughs> I I like so I read up about it after the movie because I realized I watched it, so I have to come with some facts and not just wrote reactions. My new favorite bit is Spatula City. And do you guys did you guys hear the history about that? No. Yes, I know. No, I do not. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and I don't think so, our audience knows either. So share with them. <laughs> ah, Alan, you're gonna so uh, the Spatula City commercial includes a road sign, like a big billboard for Spatula City. And something happened with the budget and with the production, and they ended up keeping the sign up after they just abandoned the sign on the side of a highway. And <laughs> real people would turn off of the exit to go to Spatula City, and eventually it had to be taken down due to customer complaints that there was no such thing as Spatula City. <laughs> because they would drive through town, and they would complain at the first place they would stop and go, where's Spatula City? And there were so many complaints yeah. in that town that the people got together, like, we need to take this sign down. That is fantastic. I love it. <laughs> that is my new favorite thing. Oh, man. Then again, oh. it, it was also oh. the extreme late 90s. It was the extreme late 80s, early 90s. You could mm -hmm. get away with stuff like that because, oh, they yeah, would, you know, like they would do that. It's like a weird spinoff to three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. <laughs> it really is, though. It's like uh. a weird owl made a parody of three billboards. Just way ahead of its time. Yeah. It's what was still, your favorite bit? It's still Peter Dinklage is in it for some reason. Uh, <laughs> I want it. Um, I want to say the, um, him hosting the show with the cook who's played by a comedian that I can't think of the, his name, Emo Phillips, the Emo Phillips bit when he just comes on and like cuts his finger off and is bleeding all over the place. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Boy, is my and, face red. Yeah. <laughs> what I love about that part is, and th what I love about the whole movie is just the reaction of the camera guy. 
Yeah. Like he's just yeah. like, what? Like he's just eating a sandwich watching <laughs> this go down. <laughs> and it's fantastic. Um, the Indiana Jones bit is great. Um, Rambo mm-hmm. at the end. There's almost a running joke that they do that I really loved and forgot I loved so much. And it's like every time a character has like a very strong emotional reaction and like unburdens themselves onto Weird Al, he just plows on to the next topic. Like when he first meets Fran Drescher, she's like, oh, my God, I'm never going to be a newscaster and I'm stuck here forever. And he just goes, so how do you like lunch? And like (laughs) right past and like ignores all. I love it. I love it. That's yeah. because that was the like classic stereotype for uh, f- for like people who didn't know how to handle like awkward situations. Like you would yeah. just, like be like, she's complaining, complaining, complaining. She's like, "Have you met Bill?" <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, I, oh, I loved it. Um, I I want to bring something up about his uh, counterpart. Oh, yeah. In the film, his is like, buddy, uh, did you guys notice how he was wearing the Cubs hat the entire time? No, honestly. Okay, well, after, like, towards the, like, middle part to late part of the movie, he's constantly wearing a Chicago Cubs hat. And yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with baseball per se, but I think it has to do something mm-hmm. with this movie being about a TV station. And during the late 70s, uh, WGN out of Chicago, um, their TV station got hijacked pretty much and uh they expanded through like satcom like early uh early uh satellite tv networks and through early cable companies and this local tv station out of chicago was Mm -hmm. then broadcasted through all of iowa all of illinois missouri um, Indiana and like that whole like Midwestern like area. And mm-hmm. then in the early eighties, another TV station that actually like did a lot more when it came to satellite, um, picked up the station and by, uh, and by, and by a telecom law, as long as they just shared the channel and didn't like pass it off as their own, they could air it to whatever network they wanted to in the country. So that's what they did. Oh. So there were over 200 cable companies in the 80s during uh, uh, during a time period where um, people were watching local Chicago network TV in L.A., New York, Florida, what? Texas, Maine, and I feel like that's kind of a nod because there were a lot of people in the eighties who, who ended up being like Chicago sports fans because WGN broadcasted Cubs games and bears games Aww. throughout the entire country. So I feel like the Cubs hat might've been a nod to the TV industry and how like one little channel can just like explode across the entire country. I remember getting WGN in the nineties yeah. on cable. Yeah. yeah, I never watched yeah. it because I was like, I don't live in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. But you like but, knew that it existed. Yeah. I watched Bozo the Clown on there, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Yay! Okay. Yeah. Oh, so I mean, watch. so I so I really feel like the Cubs hat with with this kind of movie the way it is is a nod to that. I really, really oh. do. I don't I don't know if that's the case, but that's how I feel. And I'm a Cardinals fan, and I'm supposed to hate the Cubs, so you know I'm being serious when I say that's what I think the Cubs hat shows because people I think I'd almost be more shocked if that wasn't the case, honestly. He seems smart enough, and this seems like, like, you know, revelatory enough that it would do that. Yeah, because they make no other reference of sports at all except for the fact that he's wearing this random Cubs hat. Right. That was my thing for for the film. Oh, I loved it. (laughs) What else do we want to talk about? So Uh, I've done fun fun fact. Uh, He's coming up with there's a scene where he's coming up with a list of TV shows that he wants to have. He's come up with like Friday night lineup. Right. And one of the shows that he comes up with is the volcano worshippers hour. That's a reference to a club that he started when he was in high school because he wasn't in any clubs and he wanted to get in the yearbook. So he made a club called the volcano worshippers just so they could get a picture for the yearbook so he could be in it. <laughs> I know I, I read this man's biography that was posted on a blog. I like copied it, put it in a word doc and printed it out and read it like a book several times when I was younger. I have a problem. I remember like first assignment in like a music appreciation class I took in high school. We had to do yeah. an assignment on a, a popular artist. Actually, no, I think yeah. it was pop rock and hip hop was the name of the class. And ah. I chose Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> oh, I love it. 
and it was fantastic. Because it gave me an excuse to play Weird Al in class. My elementary <laughs> school music teacher was a hardcore Weird Al fan. So, of course, you know Aww. how that developed. We sang Weird Al at, least yeah. at school. I love that. <laughs> All right. So this is an old movie. It's like 30 years old. Were there any bits in the movie that you guys thought didn't like age well? Because um, I, I, I was called... afraid of watching it because like I like I saw it again and I was like, oh, yeah, this isn't going to age well. Like I'm going to hate this movie more than when I remembered watching it. I didn't think of any. The only joke that I could s- may think may not like go over well with some people is at the beginning when he calls calls his boss a fat tub of lard yeah he body shames her that's the only thing in this entire film that i can think would be like some people nowadays might put their nose up at but again this was what but at the same time too with the amount of songs that he has about eating and being fat there really weren't that many fat jokes in this film example fat fat (laughs) i mean like just that song alone yeah or the uh the one about him being a uh, I forget the name of the song, but uh, the the one he did where he parodied uh, uh, Imagine Dragons, where it's the I, I, I wipe the, the Cheeto crumbs off my chest or something. I can't remember <laughs> I the name of the song. One. Oh, I, I know which one you're talking about, but I can't think of it. Yeah, it's about him being awesome. super lazy. Very inactive. Very inactive. Yes. Ah. Yeah, so radioactive. It's yeah. very inactive. It's, it's yeah. radioactive. Get oh, it? I'm so pleased. Get it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do. I did appreciate this time, like having seen The Shining since the last time I watched it. The red rum, red rum. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I found out that line by the way was ad libbed, and the real confused reaction from whoever he was doing it with was a real reaction. Nice. So did you just look at the IMDb trivia page? Because I'm going through it. And I did. <laughs> Red Rum. Yep. I told you. I like realized I watched this movie. I'm like, better come with facts. And like that was the fact. That's fine. That like, was where you, I went. You can be the fat guy. Fact, fact guy for the show. No, I'll be, I'll be um, both. I'll be both of those things. He's vegetarian. Um, How can yeah. he be that? <laughs> Weird Al is also vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, I know. But look at him. He looks like yeah. a vegetarian. Uh, do you know what's vegetarian? All of the bad food. Everything that's delicious is vegetarian. Um, Speaking of which, Weird Al's a vegan and has been a vegan since the 90s. Oh, he's vegan. Okay. Yeah, he's vegan. I didn't know that. One of Romana's coworkers ran into him at a vegan restaurant, and I need to know the name of the restaurant because I need to now wait for him there. Yeah, you're just going to run into everyone at a vegan restaurant, like... I know. I love it. You're going to luck out. You, you lucky son of a bitch. This is what's going to happen. You're going to walk into like, uh, what's a vegan restaurant that you go to? Oh, I mean, I go to one called little pine. So so you're going to walk in there one day and weird Al is going to be having lunch with Kevin Smith and there's going to be an extra chair there for you. And you're going to sit down. I wouldn't be cool about it. I would never be cool about it. And you're going to sit down and you're going to talk both of them into making a uh, making a UHF two with Kevin Smith directing. Oh, man. And oh, Weird Al like is the writer. Yep. yep it's going to happen now. Or oh, they co-write yep. and co-direct. I think that'd be better. It yeah. needs to happen. I, I'm trying to figure out if uh, what has more of a plot, this or Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I know. Maybe that's Uh, next week. I do. (laughs) I definitely have to say that this movie definitely had more of a storyline than I was expecting. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely there, but it it definitely gets away from it a lot. It does. It it has what I like to call like family guy moments of just like, oh, yeah, the cutaways. Yeah, well, I mean, that also kind of makes sense because being a TV station, you can cut to different shows like here's a game show. Here's a commercial. And some of the stuff they even kind of allude to at the very beginning, because she says you need to find a job that fits your overactive imagination. And because like at the beginning, I was like, oh, it's like it's like, oh, cool. The Indiana Jones thing. And then I was thinking to myself, like, where is this going? Like, I know what this movie is about. Like, when are, when are they going to jump to from like the 1920s to like current time of like the 80s? Like, how is this going to turn? And so like they cut to him like daydreaming staring at a burger and i'm like ah okay now i get it and <laughs> there it was there was the turn and then when uh 
I think it was when he was walking past all of the street signs. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, stop, do not beginning. enter. Yeah. That's when I had the thought in my head, like, ah, this is just basically like one of his albums in movie form. I like this. It was at that moment. I was like, ah, this is just one of his albums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything else we want to touch on in the movie besides the, the thing that we're going to do? I feel like we can talk about the, the movie more than it actually was. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I definitely liked the almost like the Mr. Rogers like nod almost because you had like this guy who was a janitor like never really whatever with TV and then all of a sudden turns into like the hottest thing in town. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe yeah. if they were to make a second, you know, like a sequel to this movie, maybe he is like a national thing. You know, he turns into like a a national thing and, you know, all, you know, all of all, you know, any elementary school kid can think of is drinking from the fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you are you guys disappointed that Weird Al hasn't made more films like this? Yes, very much so. I don't know because are you surprised? No, no. Given what happened with this movie given the direction that his career kind of went and what happened in like the late nineties and into the early millennium, I'm not surprised that he didn't go in and make another film. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you think now is a good time for him to do that? I think he could now because there's enough people who are now parents who grew up as kids, like listening to his stuff that, and knowing who and knowing how weird Al is, he would definitely make it family appropriate. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it would be a good idea for him to make a second one. Like make it that he's, you know, like put him as like he's tired and worn out and he needs to find like, let's say the let's say the overarching storyline is very simple. He's old, tired, worn out, and he needs to find his like drive to run the station again and then just throw some like wacky stuff in the middle of that. You know what? I'd be down for that. I think that would be cool. Because it's, you know, it's Weird Al. It doesn't need to be complicated. It just needs How to did, be Okay, so funny. I know, but I just remembered this part. How did you guys feel about Gandhi 2? You think that could have been offensive? <laughs> that was one of my favorite. I don't think it's meant to be offensive. Like, sure, if we're going to nitpick, it can be. I think it's just yeah. making fun of Hollywood in general. Like, this is yeah. an extreme sequel to a subdued movie. Like, here's a three-hour yeah, epic that. about Gandhi directed by one of the Attenboroughs that we're going to make into this action ripoff of Rambo. That's because that's yeah. what they were doing back then. Yeah. Like it yeah. was like this movie came out after the whole, like, like first blood commando, like style movie. It's like, it, it's almost like Kramer versus Kramer round two. <laughs> <laughs> was that Wait, a movie? Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah. Um, is it good? I've never. I seen thought it. you were making a, a reference about like the, the character. Yeah. No. 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 My, it's, oh. It's like a, about a custody battle with Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep. I think that sounds way less exciting than that title. That's on. <laughs> yeah. My favorite ah, uh, part of the Gandhi thing was when he's at the restaurant and he has the two like women with him and he's like, Oh, this steak is amazing. That was my favorite joke of the entire, <laughs> that entire thing, just because knowing what Gandhi believed in, like, Oh, this steak is amazing. And then like, Hey Gandhi. And he kicks the table over and just busts out an Uzi and just starts shooting up the restaurant. <laughs> I gotta say, I love that Indiana Jones parody at the beginning. It was really good. Yeah, it was. It's a great way to start a movie. Um, and I'm jealous that he did it first. Oh, second. Did, who did it first? Indiana Jones. Oh, dang it. <laughs> okay. Um, did this movie make you guys miss telethons? No. No, me neither. I saw this and I was like, wow, I'm glad those are gone. I was part of a telethon, but I never watched one. <gasps> what? Tell me. It was for... Okay, so... It's uh, you've heard of the uh, you've heard of Make a Wish, right? Like the, the national like yeah. thing that like sends kids with either terminal or like lifelong. That thing John Cena does, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he does. Oh yeah, he he <laughs> has like the world record for 
Make a wish. Oh, he does. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. I thought Good for you, him. You wouldn't know. <laughs> I it. thought you were totally doing like a "you can't see me" joke for a second. No, I'm like what? You, <laughs> you just didn't know it because you can't see him do it. Well, of course. There we oh go. my god. So, anyway, I was getting there. You ruined it. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a uh, there's an organization called Dream Come True that's based huh? out of the Lehigh Valley, I believe. I don't think it's a national thing, and they do the same thing. Okay. Um, but it's with kids that have like chronic lifelong illnesses that they're going to have to deal with. Not, not terminal because that's make a wish, but dream come true does that I think too, but they do more of like the, like not as severe cases for kids. Yeah. And sure. the only way to become a dream come true kid is to have a family who of a dream come true kid nominates you. And then they contact you and they go through like medical stuff to make sure that like you qualify their thing. And I was one. There okay. was a kid that I oh. knew that had health issues and he nominated me and I got to go to Disney World for a week for free. So I got oh. to go to like Orlando, the parks and nice. Disney and everything. Wow. So it's so cool. Just like the make a wish thing, except it was a different nonprofit. Um, mm hmm. But uh, I was asked then as I got older, I was asked to be part of like a Christmas like week telephone thing on like the channel Four RCN, which was like cable access in, in yeah. a point. But it had like all yeah. the channel information going across the top and bottom. And they had like local advertising would flash on or whatever. Uh, they got channel four to do the telethon for uh, 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 for dream come true. Okay. So oh, wow. I I told what, my what story for like a minute. Like I I told my story about how like you know that I was in and out of the hospital and how I got to go to Disney and go to all the parks for one day, like out Aww. of a week and everything. So it was my first time on a plane. Nice. Yeah. Wow. My, first, my first time on the plane was going to Disney as well. Yeah. I enjoyed Aww. the plane ride though as a kid. Because I my my eardrums hadn't sealed up at that point yet, so I didn't have any ear problems on the plane at all. Everybody else was around me, like clenching their jaw and chewing gum or yawning. I look over at my mom and I'm like, "Is everybody okay?" And she looked at me and she goes, <laughs> "You're the only person on this plane that's not feeling like your ears are gonna pop out of your head." <laughs> <You're the only> <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I got on a plane. It was like right after I watched the movie Castaway. Yeah, which is not the play, oh, not no. the movie you want to watch before you get on a plane. So, oh. what was the movie with the with the felon that got loose? Was it, it wasn't turbulence? It was something else. Yeah, from a plane. Uh, they were doing. I think you're thinking, thinking of the fugitive. No, 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 Con Air. No, no, no. Con U.S. Marshals. No, 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 no. It might have been the fugitive. That's or a, it might have been turbulence. The movie, I don't know what turbulence. The movie you is. said it wasn't. Hmm? <laughs> Nothing. I think you, U.S. Marshals, U.S. Marshals is a sequel to The Fugitive. I think there's a plane in that one. I forget his name. The actor who plays the like crazy psycho that gets on board the plane. He's uh, it, it's like a midnight flight on Christmas Eve, I think, or some holiday. And there's only like four people on the flight and he gets loose and the plane eventually does like a barrel roll through the skyline of a city. I think that's, that's Con Air. Cool. That no, no, it's no? not Con Air. Oh, Believe is it me. the flight before Christmas? Funny, <laughs> it's a movie. That's bad on, one. That's going on the list the for actor for who the played the villain. Yes. In okay. it was uh -huh. on a talk show, and the host was like talking to him about like his character, and the guy mm -hmm. said, "Yeah, no, I can go from like normal to like psycho face, like at the drop of a hat." And he goes, "Okay, do it." And he looked into the camera and went to like his normal face. And then he did the face that, that he did in the movie. And you could hear the gasps in the audience. Like, he wow. Terrifying. I really want to know what a, movie this is. I have yeah. an image of him in. Is it John Malkovich? Head. I No, it's not John Malkovich. Okay. Well, I need to know now. Very yeah. crazy. His skin's kind of cratery. I don't know how else to. You're thinking of um, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. What stuff has he done? Is it. Um, um, I'm not good with that. He was in Armageddon. He was in a bunch of Adam Sandler stuff. No. Okay. Um, so anyway, while he's looking that up, Devin, you and I have some history with Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, we do. Um, to the point where you brought it up at my, as your toast at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it had to be said. You, you it want, was you want to go the ahead and tell that story running again? anything. So I don't know specifics. How long? So the crux of the story is you loaned me 
Weird Al's Bad Hair Day. Yes. Which is the album that you can stick your pinky finger through the middle of and it looks like Weird Al's tongue. Um, you loaned it to me and I held on to it for seven years, eight years. I don't think I, I never got it back. I don't think you ever got it back, but I don't know if you know this part of the story because I was trying to think about this for the show today. I rebought the album because I thought I lost yours and still didn't give you the rebought album. <laughs> I have two copies of it in my in my closet here because I still just haven't given it to you. That's fantastic. Yeah. So eventually you'll get it. Okay. That's fine with me. Good. Did as you long as you it? know you're getting it soon. Did you figure it out? It's turbulence. Is it turbulence? Who's it's, the actor? The actor I'm thinking of is Ray Liotta. Oh, Ray yeah. Liotta. He oh. is crazy. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's, uh, again, this is one of those late 90s like action movies that I was obsessed with when I was a preteen. Okay. Like th- this was just one of those things where it was, it, it's, if I go back and watch this now, I'm probably going to want to drink because I'm going to yeah. be thinking to myself, why the hell did I enjoy this so much? But to <laughs> me, it was interesting because it was this villain gets loose on a plane and he like does crazy stuff. And there's this giant storm that's now that I see it. That's it. He, now that I see the, 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 the cover for it, I know the plot he's being transferred. He goes nuts. He kills his, the people that he's with. Um, the flight attendant is the only one that's left at one point and the planes on autopilot going to fly through Houston or LA or something. And there's like a level five thunderstorm that's like over the city and, and the planes on autopilot and it's a Boeing 747. So it's absolutely massive. And if she doesn't turn the plane in time, it's going to fly through the storm and the turbulence is going to blow the wings off. And she's got this madman on the plane chasing her at the same time. Uh So we're about, as, we're about as far as we're from Weird Al as we can be. Um, I know. So so, before we get off this topic, I love the posters. I looked it up. Uh, it's it's all flight plan. It's a killer ride. <laughs> and then I saw another one that's flight plan. Buckle your seatbelt. Which like, why did we lose 90s advertising? I love it. Yeah. Okay. So we hinted about this a little bit earlier in the show. And this is how we're going to go out. So, um, weird Al has a lot to do with food and there's a food bit in this movie that I couldn't help, but we have to recreate it. So the beginning of the movie, weird Al slices into a Twinkie and places a hot dog in said Twinkie and then covers it in cheese whiz. Okay. So before we do this, I have to say my family, both my parents are from, are from the Chicago area. Mm Mm-hmm. If you think people of Twinkies around here, you should go out to Chicago and Northern Illinois because Family Guy made a joke about this and it's because it's true. Twinkies are king in that part of the country. Like Twinkies are the thing. There were there was actually a five star restaurant at one point in Chicago that based all of its food around Twinkies. So every dish at this five star restaurant had a Twinkie on it and that meal was designed around it. Okay, with what we're about to do. I hate you. For this. Yeah. In the movie UHF, Weird Al Yankovic eats a makes a hot dog on a Twinkie and covers it in cheese whiz. Now, Ryan, I need you to take like this. Which or something. Yes. So we are going to recreate that right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> this right. is my first time holding a GoPro camera. Yeah. So I'm trying to be as actiony as I can. All right, so we're gonna re- we're gonna recreate the shot. Even got the uh, plastic knife. Yes. Oh, authenticity. Oh, look at that! If I could remember the oh, tone of the music, I'd be humming it right now. All right, that is elegant. I can do my own. Hmm? You want to do your own? I was I gonna do, do them both. Own. Okay. It's okay. No, you do both. Oh. Okay. 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 <laughs> So picky when it comes to putting a hot dog on a Twinkie. <laughs> and these are cooked hot dogs, right? You can confirm that. Oh, these are cooked. These are these are cooked. <laughs> They're slightly black. I almost went for what they did in the movie. Like I almost went binging with Babbage style and fully authentic boiled the hot dogs. But I was like, no, I'm not doing that to us. 
All right. So, hey, when you're hungry and it's two o'clock in the morning, and you come home late from work. It's the best food ever. Okay. Boiling so, a hot dog. I forgot to hit capture on Devin. So, it's okay. I'm hoping you're in the shot. So, hold on. I'm sure I am. Let's do here, it. Okay. So, here we go. I'm excited for you guys. That's, uh, a, lot that's, that is a, lot, that is a lot of cheese. <laughs> it's a lot of cheese. Is there such thing as too much? Really? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Let me show you. You might want to take some of that off. <laughs> Let me show Devin on the camera. <laughs> it's covered. Oh, man. You know what? Do it. Akuna Matata. Oh, yes. Oh, man, that looks so good. <laughs> it's, not, it's not. He's going to love it. He's going to love it. <laughs> I actually don't hate it. (laughs) This is what I was afraid of. I was afraid that this wasn't going to taste that bad. This is the new thing. This is it. It's got a very sweet aftertaste. Yeah, of course it's got a very sweet aftertaste. I feel like I have cheese whiz all over my mustache. (laughs) You've got got most of it off. All right, so now now it's Ryan's turn. Now it's my turn. Here we go. Do it, do it, do it. a much smaller bite. Oh, he loves it. Look at the smile. Oh, yeah. This is it. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's going back for seconds. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, I'm finishing this. Oh, yeah. I'm going to finish mine, too. <laughs> what, what was oh, great man. is when I got the GoPro on you, like, there's just a po- poster of heavyweights behind you, the movie about <laughs> Fat <Perfect>. Camp. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just um, despite the movie. So just gone. Yep. Oh, it's gone. Now, All of it. Is oh, that so, Flavor Town? So oh yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're posting this to that site. Oh, so we you are. Know. Oh, you have to. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. God, Why do you think we're doing this? Get fans. So we from can there. get internet points, obviously. That is amazing. I'm, just, I'm so happy you turned off the GoPro and took another bite. Yeah. That makes me so happy. I just wish I would have had you capture that on your end so we could put you in the corner. I think it would just be great if you're just the disembodied voice. (laughs) Right. Just like just the commentary track over top. Yeah. I would say that I would eat another one, but not today because that's sweet. Like it's it's very Twinkie and and easy cheese. (laughs) I haven't had a Twinkie in years. Are they as good as everyone says they are? Well, did, did, uh, did you like it the last time you had one? All right. There's a story. As, as a historically rotund individual, I've been told my whole life, oh, my God, you love Twinkies, don't you? Like, just at face value. And, like, I decided I didn't like them without ever having them. And the last time I had them, they were fine, but I wasn't – I never allowed myself to like them. Well, Twinkies were – Twinkies were originally like the whole vanilla filling thing is actually kind of new uh, is, is actually kind of a newer thing because Twinkies used to be banana cream filling like that Uh-oh. used to be like the thing. Um, and then eventually it turned into vanilla filling. Um, mm. But Twinkies with with like the greatest generation when they got older and like older baby boomers like Twinkies were like the thing like they were like oh, wow. the like 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 snack cake thing to go for because i really think they were like one of the first ones like i think they were one of the first like mass produced um uh mass produced highly processed like snack cake thing that you could buy at any grocery store in the country regardless of where you were at and it was going to taste the same yeah i can believe it it's it's one of the reasons why i like budweiser beer because i could go to a bar in maine i can go to a bar in la and guess what it's going to taste the same because they mass produce the crap out of it and it's that's i have other reasons too but consistency yeah Yeah. and that's and that's what i like so yeah i I like that I don't, I don't eat them a lot. <laughs> so this is the first in the series of we're going to eat the food from the movies next week when we do Silence of the Lambs. Just be prepared. All right. Here we, here we go. <laughs> I'll give you an, uh, a nice Chianti and some fava beans. <laughs> I'm having an old friend for dinner. <laughs> uh, I love that movie. Do we have to do that one for the podcast? No. No. Devin, have you seen Silence of the Lambs? 
No. Oh well, I've we seen might, Red we Dragon. Might have to. You've se- you've seen I've, Red Dragon. Yeah. You haven't even silence. seen Hannibal. No, I haven't seen Hannibal. Oh my god, he's the only one he's seen is Red Dragon. Really? Is that like the worst one? I liked it. Oh my god, we okay. No, we will do Silence of the Lambs. But not not right away. That's going to be in the next two months. Yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah. exactly what we're going to do that before. Yeah. And it'll be worth it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Good. Like, okay, so that's like watching watching Red Dragon before seeing Hannibal or Silence of the Lambs. More importantly, Silence of the Lambs mm-hmm. is like watching um, The Amazing Spider-Man yeah. without having seen any other Spider-Man movie. Oh, so like I have no frame of reference. I kind of like it and kind of get what it's about, but I don't know that there are better things out there. Yes. Hmm. All right. That was a really good metaphor. Simile? Simile. That was a good simile. He likes Spider-Man yeah. a lot. That's no, it why, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, like, yeah. Red Dragon no, that's Thomas. like the, the, yeah. the nicest thing anyone has said about Spider Amazing Spider-Man. In, uh, <laughs> I think it uh, is, though. Seven years since it came <laughs> out. out. Wow. Um, yeah, so now we should do this again with other movies. Oh yeah, whenever we see like I would a weird food, uh, yeah, like a weird food. Like item. I already know when we do Chef, like Cubanos. Yeah. Oh or, yeah. Or that ScarJo pasta. So, um, yeah. So, um, oh, cool. so real quick before we end the episode, did you guys see that the comedian Jonah Ray has released a Weird Al tribute album? What? Yeah, he did Weird Al covers. Uh, he does oh like God. a punk rock version of Amish Paradise and Frank's 2000 Inch TV. The Frank's 2000 Inch TV is the video is a parody of UHF. I love that. And I'll have to send it to you. But I really love his cover of um, Amish Paradise. I need to see this. Yeah, I'll I need uh, to hear this. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull it up then for you. But <laughs> if you haven't seen it, if you like Weird Al and haven't seen those yet, check it out. Um, also check out the video for UHF because he does some weird, like he does parodies. I didn't know he did. And it's the, it's the earliest, um, example of mustacheless weird owl that I've seen. Oh, that has to be weird. It is weird. Like it's like UHF weird owl, but without the mustache. It's Ooh. bizarre. Yeah. I can't so, wait to see this, but yeah. Um, so anyway, here's Devin singing Albuquerque. Take it away. Devin. Way back when I was just a little bitty boy living in a box in the corner of a basement of a house half a block down the street from Jerry's Bait Shop. You know the place. Well, anyway, I was living there and everything was just peachy. Except, of course, for the undeniable fact that every single morning, my mother would feed me a big old bowl of sauerkraut for breakfast. Oh, big bowl of sauerkraut every single morning. It was driving me crazy, man. So one day I went up to my mom. I said, hey, mom, what's up with all the sauerkraut? And my dear sweet mother, she just looked at me like a cow looks at an oncoming train. She leaned right down next to me. She said, it's good for you. And then she tied me to a wall and stuck a funnel in my mouth and forced me nothing but sauerkraut till I was 26 and a half years old. That's when I swore that someday, someday I'd get out of that basement and move to some magical faraway place where the air is or the sun is always shining and the air smells like warm root beer and the clouds are oh so fluffy. So as luck would have it, the very next day, my local radio station was holding a correctly guess the number of molecules in Leonard Nimoy's butt. I was off by three, but I still won the grand prize. That's right. A first class one way ticket to, and then the Albuquerque song. I'm not going to sing that part. Uh, oh no. Oh no. Uh, oh no. I think I forget. No, wait. I had never been on a real airplane before. And let me tell you, it was really great. Except the, the little kid in back of me kept throwing up the whole time. I had to sit between two large Albanian women with excruciatingly severe body odor. And the in-flight movie was Biodome with Polly Shore. Oh, yeah, and two of the airplane engines burned down. We went into a tailspin and we crashed into a hillside and the plane exploded in a giant fireball and everybody died. Except for me. You know why? And then because I had my tray table up and my seat back in the full upright position, but also sang. I don't have that good of a voice right now. I crawled from the twisted burning wreckage. I crawled on my hands and knees for three full days, dragging along my big leather suitcase and my garment bag and my tenor saxophone and my bowling ball and my lucky, lucky autograph glow-in-the-dark snorkel. That's when I arrived at the world-famous Albuquerque Holiday Inn where the towels are oh so fluffy. And the, oh, wait, no. 
oh no. Uh, I checked into my room and I turned down the AC and I turned on the Spectre Vision and I heard a knock at the door. I said, who is it? There's no answer. Who is it? There's no answer. Who is it? They're not saying anything. So finally I go over and I open the door and it's just as I suspected. It's a big fat hermaphrodite with a flock of seagulls haircut and only one nostril. Oh man, I hate it when I'm right. Uh, oh, I forget the fight scene. Oh no, I don't remember all of this. I think that's as far as I can go. I'm oh, really? so sorry. I think so. And I know bits and pieces. Like I know eventually he gets to Zelda and her like he works at the Sizzler and he was kidding, but that's as much as I think I know. Nobody's ever made me go this long. I love it. It's all right. You 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 did well. Did I'm I do impressed. well? Yeah. I'm legitly impressed. I tried to impart <laughs> some emotion on it. You did. I, I felt it. I felt it. I, I leaned back like I was like I was listening to vinyl. Like, <laughs> it was fantastic. That's all I've got. I think that's all I got. I love this movie. I forgot I watched it and I'm mad at me. This is definitely a movie that I'm going to watch a couple more times. Yeah. Yes. Um, I might do it drunk <laughs> just because I feel like this is a good drunk movie. <laughs> You're going to get drunk have hot dogs, Twinkies, and cheese whiz just ready to go. <laughs> um, like, dude, like, I'm serious. Like, that was actually good. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, that was actually... Yeah. Like, it's actually something to make, like, to really freak somebody out. But in all honesty, it's, like, really, really good. Try it with a bratwurst. Ooh. Like an Ooh. actual sausage. Yeah. That would be amazing. Fancy. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, for you have to watch this podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. I'm Devin. And we'll see you next week. 